This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Happy 2018. I guess time is up. And uh, a week ago, Wendy and I sat down to record this, our first podcast of the year, and it is absolutely insane to think that some of this is already dated. Uh, Golden Globe winner James Franco is being accused of sexual assault, and the Fire and Fury today is really about the president's referring to African countries as shitholes and a major false emergency alert in Hawaii, which has traumatized just unmeasurable amounts of people. Uh, and uh, maybe it is time for an Oprah presidency. I don't know. Maybe we need Chip and Joanna Gaines from Fixer Upper to swoop in and Fixer Upper the good USA. Anyway, um, join us on this tangent train because Wendy and I are going to be talking about how we might create some positive and meaningful change, how you might, how we might, how we all might in this new year, and a lot of other really superficial shit. So we hope you enjoy it, and uh, I just want to apologize in advance to Rashida Jones. Yeah, I've always been at the, the school of thought that... <clears throat> If possible, get furniture to match your animals. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so this is this is 2018. Woo! 2018. Woo! Yes, Woo! this is the year. This is the year. The Jenny, year of this what? This is the year that time is up, girl. Time yep. is up. Yo, time is up. Yeah. Uh, last night, somebody on the Golden Globes red carpet, and we're going to get to more Golden Globe stuff, um, referred to the year as 2018, the year of change. And I thought that was that was a good place for us to start, kind of lined up with all the things you and I wanted to touch upon this morning. And Yeah, and Oprah's whole stay um statement now right is a um a new day yeah a new day I love it. new refresh it's you know goodbye with the old i also wonder if we can take a shift some in a little way from looking at it too from like as being yes it is a new day yes it is a new dawn all of that but it's also we're looking for a better year we're looking for a better you right like we don't want to throw out everything about ourselves and about you know we want to keep the things that have worked we don't need a completely brand new everything fresh and clean brand new <laughs> yes we want to be in denial about everything that happened before this very moment isn't that like a, a program what's that program called where it's like you throw away all the old and it's like you start just what is that it's not the, it's, um, you know, like an empowerment. It's not called Sterling. It's like one of those powwow programs that are like, forget who you are. Your past doesn't matter. Um, you know, Est? kind of like that, but there's something else. I forgot. It'll come to me. Oops. Sorry. That was my phone. They're calling me now. It's a new day. It's a new text. Yes. <laughs> so but, tell me uh, about, so, um, for those of you who are, Joining us today, uh, Dr. Wendy. Well, first of all, welcome back to the Relationship Show. Welcome back, guys. First one of 2018. Oh. Um, 
I'm so happy to see you. You Aww. look amazing. I miss you. We haven't seen each other and connected. And this is like, you know, it's a new year. How was Chicago? Uh, so I went to Chicago for the holidays and just a little cold. Zero. Minus six and below. It was beautiful and incredible. I was born in Chicago, raised here in L.A., but every time I go and visit, my cousins live there, my aunts, uncles, um, you know, it's it's like a movie set. It's just beautiful. And they're all laughing at me because they go, oh, my God, you know, aren't you cold? And I'm playing in the snow and doing angels and running around and sledding. And, oh, my God, you're so brave. And they don't even do that in certain degrees or, you know, we I wouldn't. It's so <laughs> fun. I love it. It was just uh, it's great to visit. I don't think I could live there full time, but. I don't know. It's uh, it rejuvenates the soul. It really just there's something about holiday time and snow. It's just magical. We don't get any. That's why. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it, and I think I love snow when I see it now because it's not something that I have to deal with for a long period of time. You know, I think when you live there and yeah. and the reality of having to scrape your car every morning or the chains on your tires or salt yeah. on your driveway and your poor puppy's paws. I remember taking uh, Suki with us to New York in the winter and her being like, what the hell? Right, uh, We had her in the little parka and would take her out. First of all, she was not happy to be in the little parka, let me just tell you. Uh, she doesn't like to be dressed up? No, she does not. So, so I just got a puppy and you know what? I'm dressing Astro up and I don't know if he likes it or new not. New year, new dog. It's really cute. I was going to ask you about dressing a dog. Some people don't not into it. Other people say yes. I don't know, but he wore it. Your, I mean, she wore it. Your, she did wear it, it and I, I believe that she was pleased to have it after the fact. But having it put on inside where it's warm, she was not happy. She was nonplussed about the whole thing. And then we took her outside, and then eventually I could see she was glad. But the little paws on the pavement where it's all cold and the, the salt, you know, we couldn't really find the best thing for her paws that fit them right. Do so they have was boots? Yeah, dogs? there's like little booties, but uh, some dogs just really don't like wearing them. Uh, and then there's also this stuff that it's like a balm you can put on huh. sort of, uh, and it keeps the salt from drying out the paws and tell me dog expert <laughs> I, I, yeah, i'm far from a dog expert we had had no idea. One, yeah the whole dog world is a whole different world but than a cat you, world yeah when you take your first trip with astro somewhere cold but it's also really cool to see animals discover water like when you first take i don't know have you taken astro to the beach yet uh, no, but he definitely felt some water this morning because it was beautifully rainy and it was, yeah, he was like, uh, I'm LA. What, what is this? What's I on? was thinking about that. I was thinking about how you were going to adjust. So here in Los Angeles, no, we don't have snow right now, but we have rain starting today. And I was thinking about you and oh. Astro and your first kind of rainy walks and outs and how's that it was a beautiful, go. romantic walk, Jenny. <laughs> it was beautiful and spiritual. And no, it was, you know, I, I, I just, like I said, I have two cats and I never thought I would have cats. Um, and now I have a dog and I can't believe they're all getting along. They're really, it was wonderful to see attachment from ambivalent attachment, anxious amb attachment to really... Um, secure attachment. All of them are calm. They're they're playing. They they uh, yeah, my cats are eating the dog food. The dogs eating the cats food. It's all good. 
great. It's fun. It's pandemonium. So sweet. Their pandas there too. No, that's just weird, Jenny. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. Were you going to say like pansexual? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh. <laughs> what? What you were saying? They're pan. No, it's like there's, there's a. Never mind. Never mind. Tell never me. Mind. No, you have to say. No, I wasn't really. No, I wasn't saying anything. I was just. I was just thinking about. Uh, you said pan, and then I was like, "Oh, is she going to say something with pansexual?" And then I thought, no. back in the '90s, there was a wonderful restaurant called the Magic Pan. You don't know it, do you? Crepes. Yes. Amazing oh, yes. clips. Suzette. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Chicken diet. Don't they still have them? Isn't the Magic Pan still in the farmers market at the Grove? I don't know. And if it is, I'll be going there tonight to sign for my fans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love crepes. Oh my god. I used to make them. I because. Back in the day, I used to get little bees in my bonnet and say, well, why am I spending all this money on blank, you know, when I can probably do it myself? And then I would force myself to, and it would take so much time. And yes, it, the supplies would be cheaper, but the time in itself. Yeah. But anyway, so I used to make crepes. I, mean, oh. I would go on like bouts where I would make tons of them and then I would have crepes for, you know, a week and then not want to have crepes again for an entire year. I did that with my mom, you know, sometimes, I think as you get older. <laughs> you mean just, you just, you'd OD with crepes. her? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just, you know, as you get older, you kind of start letting and releasing some of the, hopefully, some of the old baggage and the trauma and the drama and, and really sift through the beautiful memories, even if, uh, you know, it's not, it's not what you had hoped for, you know, Lo loving your parents the way that they are. And I had these nice moments where we would go to the Magic Pan and we would just have a mother-daughter nice, nice crepes. And it was, uh, I forgot all about that. Anyway, that was because you mentioned Pan and Aww. then I thought Pansexual and then Magic Pan. So <laughs> I have a reason for why I connect everything. <clears throat> it's yeah. a little crazy, but I do. I'm the same way. I'm a tangential thinker as well. Uh, I also want to comment... <laughs> Our listeners cannot see you, but you are dressed all in black. You look lovely, by the way. Why, thank you, Jenny. Um, but it also reminds me of last night. Yes. You attended the Golden Globes, Woo! which was your father was producing. Yay, Al Schwartz. Woo, the wise bamboo. So thank you for showing everybody about that podcast. My dad, we interviewed him, and it was a great podcast. Yeah, it was last uh, last January, so definitely go back and listen if you missed it. And he, yeah, he's been uh, producing it for over 30 years, and it's just been an honor because I don't really go to the shows. I grew up with it, so I don't really, once in a while, I'll, I'll go, but because it might be my father's last time, he's 86, he's getting a little tired. Mr. Workaholic is yeah, <laughs> just was, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, he produced it, and um, it was just wonderful. It was great, but very intense, political. Um, there, there definitely was, uh, something in the air of people were on their pins, you know, just very on good behavior, very careful to not crack an inappropriate joke and, you know, and, um, just very respectful and polite. I thought yeah. it was very safe actually for Hollywood. It was a very safe award show. It was, it was a very, very serious night. I thought that the, as an audience member watching it at home, and I want to talk to you about your experience being in that room, but watching it at home, it was very interesting after how many years I've been watching the Golden Globes, 
They've been on for 75, so I've probably been watching them as long as I've been watching television and it's been on. So, you know, uh, it was it was palpable even through the TV. Like it seemed quieter during the breaks. Um, Everybody, like you said, seemed to be very sensitive about not wanting to say the wrong thing. And the red carpet coverage was very interesting, too. Because nobody was asking, so who are you wearing? That seemed like a very, um, I don't even want to say gauche thing to say, but it seemed like a very inappropriate thing to say. They were really talking about the issues that were important to them. And it seemed like people being interviewed did not even want to talk about their projects. And obviously women were far more represented than men. They had all the actresses who were... Accompanied by activists. Oh, yeah. You know, famous activists, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Even, I had no idea any of that was going on. And I'm usually, you know, on Twitter and following shit and figuring out what's going on. And I was like, who's this person with Meryl Streep? You know, what what are those pins? Uh, So I was looking all that up last night and I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I... The, the whole dress black and, you know, stand up for sexual harassment and uh, abuse and make sure that this doesn't happen to another person and speak up, you know, make sure your voice is heard and let's support everyone. And it was really beautiful to see that. And it was interesting, the choices when people didn't follow it, too. You're kind of like a little screwed if you do or you don't. And it was interesting because, you know, sometimes there's a lot of special personalities in that world and they could do reverse psychology. And since everybody's wearing black, you could really pop with some red or, you know, orange. Well, I, the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association was, I mean, her, her dress was beautiful. The uh, red. Yeah, but it was all red. I thought yeah. that was very interesting. Yeah, and I think I wonder if that's a cultural thing too because, uh, yeah, she just uh, you know, maybe it's I'm not buying in that I need to wear black in order to support women or whatever that is or, you know, sexual well, she is a She is the female president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, yeah. but uh, yeah, I thought maybe she also wasn't uh, wasn't trying to draw attention from all the women, even though she drew attention because she's in red, maybe she wasn't trying to draw attention, like trying to say that she's in the same situation as the other women. I don't know. She gets a pass, I, does she? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Why know. does she get a pass? No. Yeah. It's a, yeah, we can analyze her. Let's analyze her. So let me ask you this, um, and, and I'll, I want to get back to your experience there, but I do want to ask, like, if you were sitting across from a male client who was, uh, who had issues with how things went down last night how would you address that how do you how do you talk to men who are feeling really raw and sensitive about all of this Uh so I have I have clients um actually on both sides of the fence I have uh, some people that I see that have been accused of really not nice things and they have been affected in their uh, workplace and then, or the careers. And I've been on the other side where I have clients that have uh, spoke up and been very public about um, inappropriate um, sexual harassment, things like that. I just hope they don't run in the, you know, run into each other in the waiting room because <laughs> that would suck. But I definitely have talked to men. Um, 
you know, I, because we're in Los Angeles, uh, I, I work with a lot of celebrities, but also people just behind, you know, a lot of agents and directors and producers and you can get cameramen, editors. It doesn't really matter. Just someone in the business. But there is a lot of fear. So the first thing is, oh my God, I'm reflecting back on every single experience of my greetings, my behavior. So there's a lot of reflection, which is interesting, really probably out of fear, right? So it's not like, let's reflect. Right. It's like, oh shit, did I, you know, disrespect somebody? It's a, it's a cover your ass maneuver. Yep. Sort of preparing for the worst yeah but even that it's okay because we we are raising awareness so i don't care when you check your behavior absolutely it's just like um you know people were saying to some of the women oh all of a sudden now you want to share your story and to me and i tweeted this you know it doesn't matter when your story comes out it just matters when you're ready to talk about it and that you have a good person to 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 hold your hand through it, you know. Yeah. So I don't I don't care when somebody's trauma story comes out, and and everybody's trauma can be different than the next. So it doesn't mean you have to be blindfolded and raped, uh, and that feels just as disrespectful or horrific as someone who maybe a past president who is slapping you on the ass or saying grab him by by the what is it grab him by the pussy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was a quote by um, our okay. president. Currently, who's I don't know how long he's gonna. So how? So what do you say to those? So I would, I would, you know, I would. uh, So you you know that in therapy, it's not, it's not my agenda. It is the client's uh, time and what they want to work on. And if it comes up, um, you know, I'm curious. I'm curious about why now that they're talking about it. I'm curious. What brought that up? Is it because of the media? Is it because someone reflected something? So be curious in what way it shows up in their life. And I would, um, well, because I'm attachment ther- th- therapist, I would kind of go into how that would affect wives or family or, you know, gay partners or whatever. And I would really want to go back into family history and seeing how they remember their father treating their mother and you know what are the images that they received a uh, father in the workplace i mean it really adds to a very rich um you know life and and i guess if you're saying uh what do you do when someone is in denial and says ah get over it you know yeah, just or sad, what's, grab what's with all the, the women who are getting oh, all preachy and why are they you know why are they hijacking the it. award show or yeah so again because you know, we've grown up in Los Angeles and I grew up in the business. So I am totally understanding uh, about the good old boys club, right? So I, it's, my father's been in the business for over 45 years, more. So watching him and watching all the old school, all those men now are like late 80s, early 90s, you know, um, Watching men who treated these <clears throat> performers and actors, or even you know, on the sidelines, the the graphs, the is that what you call them? graphs and like uh, uh, the gaffers, yes, the grips. graphs, grips, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, you know, lighting people, whatever. Even if it's a production assistant, I I have seen men sexualize them, and then I have seen the other way where they just treat them so respectful. I think. I was aware at like six years old, really knowing the difference between 
when a man is really respectful and then when a man feels creepy and icky. Mm. Watching that, watching TV shows and shows and being on the sets and on the uh, and um, and it, it, just around that world, and it was so black or white. And you know, you could see men kind of huddling up. And this isn't like a hater towards men. I'm just telling you what I observed. You know, talking smack. Oh, she got a great ass. Well, you look at those tits. Like yeah. And and how everybody laughed. It's kind of like when someone is at a fancy dinner, and one person who has a lot of power makes a racial joke. And nobody sticks up and goes, you know what? I don't find that funny, actually. It's kind of inappropriate, or right. it is inappropriate. Um, you know, it's kind of, like I said, kind of an understanding. You just smile, but not saying anything is saying something. And to go back to the show last night, uh, looking at Twitter and Facebook and everything, there's so much anger about why didn't these women speak up and why didn't these women... Uh, you know, say, talk more about Harvey Weinstein and why, you know, what, and uh, there's people who thought that they should have done that last night. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought it was beautifully done. I thought the focus was on the awards and the performances as it should be. I thought that Hollywood came out in black for the most part, really respecting a nonverbal, you know, uh, message and I think it's just the start of a, a wonderful new era. I do feel like it's um, it's a huge statement that that we are starting to focus on this. And uh, and I think the younger generation, especially the girls growing up, uh, well, I could say gay, lesbian. I mean, it doesn't matter. People in general um, are going to learn how to speak up, set their boundaries, and. Uh, and love and respect themselves more and say, fuck that job and fuck that power. And you know what? I love myself more than anybody could disrespect and humiliate me. I'm hoping that. Amen. Yeah. I think there's, um, I think there's a, a renegotiation going on, uh, in sort of what you're talking about too, with your clients, um, the gender and social messages that we've received from our family and from media and um, just history from our peers, from our family members, um, like you said, from observing our parents of the same gender and how they're treated by the opposite sex, um, how um, how we treat people with who are different than us, right? All of these things are on the table now for renegotiation, you know, and, and what used to be considered respectful might not be in the future too. And that I'm sure is really, I mean, it's confusing for all of us. Um, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how upset I used to get with my grandparents for saying colored, you know, but to them that they at some point had been corrected from saying probably Negro, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So and so they thought that they were make, that they were being more PC, you know, or whatever political correctness was called for their generation. Uh, but for my generation, I was like horrified. And so now, being an older generation, I'm bracing myself at all points for those corrections from younger people as well. Where what I thought was the PC thing to say is no longer that. It's actually now disrespectful. It's like also certain manners, right? Like male-female manners. Like a man opening the car door. 
I think that that's lovely. That's one of those things that my husband does that he just, I mean, yes, it is respectful, but he's also been raised that way. So it was, it's, there is an element of a habit to it. Like there's something habitual about it, but he, he's one of the only men I've ever gone out with that did that. Mm. Uh, and that was him. And that's part of how he props Tom get it T yes yes but at the same time I'm sure that there are lots of women and young women who would be like I don't want a man to open the door for me I don't want him to treat me like I'm a delicate flower in those ways right because it's my alpha women with the big penis really and they slap the face of you know there it's the it's the new kind of feminist movement where we've gotten so so strong that we can't allow sometimes and this is what I do in couples therapy is look at the energy because men have been so emasculated because women are so wanting to be heard now. So there's a time and a place to time and dose it, you know, where it's okay to be feminine. It's okay to let a man open the door for you. Yeah. What, what a nice gesture. Like my husband always walks on the outside wherever we are, uh, in parking lots or on a street. I, I'm always on the inside, you know. And he, he's just, you know, kind of like that. And he was the only one who did that in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. I could yeah. I care less. It's like if somebody's going to get run over here, it's going to be me. They got to yeah. go. To get to you, they got to go through me first. It was and just a subtle, nonverbal kind of, I got you. And I want to say something else as you're talking about, like, the old school way is... It's bittersweet because although, yes, we've come so far and this is great, time's up and, you know, people are speaking up and our focal point right now is on, you know, stopping sexual harassment and helping people speak up. We have to be realistic that it's still going to be a bullshit world, especially in Hollywood at times. And, Absolutely. you know, I, and that, I mean, you, you could say that in, in the law field, you could say the medical field. I mean, it, it's everywhere, but right now we're just kind of really focusing on the Hollywood stuff. And I don't want people to think like, oh, it's just going to go away. You know, it's going to happen. And because we still need to teach women and young girls how to assert themselves, teach good touch and bad touch, really go back to that again. And, and what do you do? You know, I mean, this is more the how to of it, but what do you do in those situations when, when, you know, you want that job and you have been eating mac and cheese and you have a two by four studio apartment and they're offering you a role to work with a really slimy producer and, you know, there's shit, you know, so, so do you jump the hoops of society and let them grab your ass or, you know, or, I mean, you know, or or do you say, oh, you know, I'm going to give up this job because he's slimy and blah, blah, blah. I mean, black, blacklisting is very real. Absolutely. And I also think that along with what you're saying, the hope is that, that those situations become less and less where there are less sleazy producers making projects that people would be called in on. One of the things last night that I was struck by and this is not a criticism at all it was more like an observation was people thanking their their like their people their team the people that they came with and men listing their 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 guy group right so um most people who know me well know like I love Seth Rogen and James Franco and those guys but I really I love Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and those guys are all, I mean, there's this, there's, 
those those Judd Apatow boys who are like the bromance crowd, and there are women around them as well. That you know Leslie Mann and um, Regina Jones, uh, and you know these other um, right it's Regina Jones is that her name? Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, but there's still these these groups like cliques right of, of men and there's also cliques of women right we're seeing that as well like j law and her pack or um what's uh the pop singer why am i blanking taylor swift right oh, yeah. and all of her girl power yeah. clan uh -huh. and uh so there's always going to be I, I think a degree to which we also separate into our gender groups and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's more just making sure that both genders are getting equal opportunities so that, I mean, like okay. last night there were no women nominated in the director category. That's right. Not one. And uh, who was it? So it was, uh, oh, it was Natalie Portman. Natalie. No, no, no. But I'm saying uh, who uh, was, uh, Catherine Bigelow, no, Greta who, Gerwig. Who was it who got nominated for... She was the only woman in Golden Globe many years ago for director. Oh, uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, you know what was interesting, too, last night? So I saw a lot of women uh, surrounded by a lot of gay men. And that was a big kind of, you know, interesting thing. And if you look at the people that have been harassed, uh, for the most part, or at least have come out... Um, in a loud way that was kind of interesting to me but I also observed the red carpet that was so fun it was just so fun because you know we live in LA and it's it's I grew up in it but you know when you see like oh my god Mariah Carey I mean just these women are really tall they're tall and they're like statuesque and they're they're, I love Mariah Carey, you know, and I kind of lost my shit. <laughs> I was like, Mariah, can I get a picture? And it just kind of came did out. Did you get a picture with her? I did, but my husband said I talk so much. Like, I wasn't looking at the camera, so she was lovely, and she said, okay, for you know, she was lovely. And I was trying to cram in. I just lost it. I was like a 16-year-old girl. Oh, my God, I love your music, and you're so wonderful. I don't know. I, I love Mariah Carey. So I just lost my shit, you know? It was like a teenage boy getting a heart on. I was like, yeah. I had a, a girl crush, but... She was lovely and sweet, but like, you know, so, so lovely. And then there were some people like very well-known actresses that I thought were like down to earth. And, you know, I, I don't go to this, but my sister and my sister-in-law, they always go every year. So they're like, oh, this is a photo op. Go get some photos, blah, blah, blah. And again, I'm not a therapist at this moment. I'm just like, you know, I just hanging out the red carpet. My dad is doing the show and just, you know, but, but you get those, you know, the rock was there and you just get these impulses to be like, can I get a picture? And, and then it's appropriate and it's not appropriate. So you just never know. And then, you know, then the champagne started flowing. And anyway, I went up to one very well-known actress and I, she just seemed so nice and so beautiful. And I said, Oh, do you mind if I get a picture? And she looked at me like she was going to fucking kill me. And she was like, I don't do that. And she walked away. And my husband was like, see, see, you shouldn't ask him. And I'm like, Shh. And I, I went on to meet some other lovely people. And, uh, but, but anyway, my point was one of the observations I made on the red carpet was African-American women. And I found it so interesting that they, they, nobody really went up to them. 
nobody went up to like Octavia. Nobody went up Love to her. Oh my yeah. God. That's yeah. who one of the people I would have been all yeah. geeking out about. Um, and who is the other Cicely? Cicely Tyson? Yeah. Um, who is, no, it's, uh, there was Viola Davis. Yes, Viola. Oh, like she was amazing too. You, she looked amazing. Yeah, you look at all these powerful, strong women, and it was really interesting. I just, I wasn't quite understanding if it's a nonverbal. You're not supposed to go up. I wanted to go up, and in fact, some one one wonderful actress was standing next to me, but nobody was talking to her, and I didn't know. I was so conflicted. Should I go? Should I not? So you never know in those situations. But I don't know what it is about black women and this event and the message, and then you know, and then Oprah comes out, and and I I don't know. And Oprah had you know there were so many. Um, expectations put on Oprah. Like, she fucking got an award and she did a speech. You know, she's not like the president yet. Right. But did you hear that on Twitter? It, she, she I, I hope it's real, but um, yeah, that two of her close friends. Everybody is talking, yeah. Oprah for 2020. Oh my God, that would be so great. Two of her close friends are speculating that she's going to jump in. Oh Ooh, God, yep. kick Donald's ass. Yes. Right, I think Stedman said something like that she'd be an amazing president. Oh, and yes. So Gail King. I oh, think. Gail will be VP in two seconds. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine just Oprah, Gail, Stedman, and all the pretty doggies? Oh, <gasps> I, no. <laughs> Oprah would be awesome, but um, but I think that if with the whole clan, we're starting to paint a another picture that's uh, that's too big of a target. Is it too black? I think for you. No, no, no. God, oh, no. That's not it. That's oh. not it at all. It's more. Um, it's more. So you described like a dream scenario, but so to me though, uh, I I think of that as making it a target, you know, sort of like um, we've got all of Trump's entourage around him, and that wasn't a good thing. And I feel like here here's the thing: well, I, there's no precedence anymore. There's no right. fucking boundary. There's yes. nothing like you're anybody right. can be president. And I get what you're saying. Yeah, it would be nice, but now nobody needs education nobody needs any degrees like fuck it it's all up for for up for grabs well i hope that that changes i would love to see some basic minimum requirements if you need to have a bachelor's degree to get a job as a pa on a movie set these days then god damn it you should have is you should have some serious credentials to be president of the United States to run the largest country. Maybe Trump know. should join Oprah's book club because he doesn't like to read. <laughs> That's an idea. No, I'm kidding. But but I do. When people argue about like, well, she, you know, we shouldn't be talking about Oprah because that's just more of the same. I also do feel that she's. It's a completely different thing than Trump. Um, yes, she has been a performer and an artist, um, as well as a so was TV, Reagan, right? As a TV, yeah, as a TV personality and a philanthropist, and she has not been in politics. It's not that Trump was never in politics that makes him a a bad president, um, in your or opinion. Ineffective, in my opinion. But my guess is that most people would, uh, most educated would, people would agree with that. Uh, it, it's his lack of curiosity. It's his lack of um, ability to inspire and attract 
the very best people, which he claims to be able to. I mean, he's a liar. He's not authentic. He doesn't take accountability. Work it. Um, it. All of these things, which I think are really important for us to have in a president, somebody who is strong and confident, but also able to empower, uh, empower educate, to admit where they have deficits and get, um, get input from all points of view get a various and that's that's where i think like yeah oprah would be a serious contender even though she's she's got no experience in legislation here's what i think i would love to see in a perfect world and i i would knock on doors i would stalk people on the phone i would get to those phone banks i would pass out i would do anything Oprah Winfrey, so President Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama, booyah for Vice President. Yes, really, you would put Michelle second to Oprah? I think of them as uh, because I don't think she is interested in presidency. I, I, that's the only reason. I think Michelle would be great, and Oprah would be a VP. I think I could see that too. But I heard that Michelle's. I, I heard, like I know. No, I heard she called me from the White House one time and said she wasn't interested. Um, no. I'm just saying because I heard she wasn't interested in it, but who knows? Yeah, but yeah, Michelle Obama would be an amazing. I mean, she's fresh lawyer. She's she understands. She spent most of her life in politics. She's was in the White House. She was up close and personal. Yeah, Um, and those those I think are really important qualities. I, I understand the benefit of having people from who are outsiders, but I think that. As we are seeing right now, that there is a lot to be said for people who understand just basic civics, what the three branches of government are, the limitations of the presidency, and, you know, just the basic idea that the president is somebody who works for the people. It's not like we're here to support him. He's and, a genius, and, you know. <laughs> he's I'm like a, genius. a stable genius. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Like I like yeah, and that new book came out. Did you read oh, it? Oh, Fire and Fury. Talk about like by Michael Wolff. Talk Ooh. about New Year, new reading. Yes, Hello. it like flew off the shelves. Yeah, and I one of the things I love about that is I saw some dude posted a picture of himself in line at midnight before the day it was released. Uh, and he said, I, w- I was not going to read this book. Um, it was not, you know, on my list of things to do until it became a First Amendment issue. And it, he had a, like a picture of himself in line. And Great. he was going to get it just because the president was threatening to or trying to get them to not release it. And then they Which is some boom, dictatorship, banana republic shit that we're not going to deal with. I mean, here we are. I love are. they like, moved up the date and like, bam, there's your Yeah, book. like, yeah. Suck it, bitches. Yeah, this is not... This is not um, an authoritarian or fascist government. So that's, Ah, I love that. Yeah. And just, you know, just the fact that they're talking about his mental health and, and, you know, I'm, I'm mentally stable. Like, you know, who says that? Don't fucking watch our country, please. You know, please just, what are you doing? You're so, oh, they also said as of today, uh, that his schedule is getting less and less. Mm -hmm. So they're pulling back. He doesn't even start work until 11 a.m. And there's not much on his uh, schedule and they want to add time in so he can watch CNN and also tweet. That's what they said. CNN said that. He has taken more vacation days than any president for the last like, well, in recorded history. Uh, in the first year, he has taken more 
uh, vacation days than any president has taken in their entire term. So, I mean, it's just, it's, and it's, well, and I don't want to give him more. Can I ask you something? Why do you think at the Golden Globes last night, they didn't really talk about Trump? Uh, and, and that's why I was going to say, like, I don't want to talk about him too much down yeah. here. I'm sure there are people going like, God, they don't shut up about him. Uh, no, but I want to bring it back And to... I do want to take ownership of that because Wendy is usually is, is far more apolitical usually than than I am. So, um, But one of the things last night, and it's interesting because you said you thought it was focused on the awards. And I actually thought that last night was more focused on the message that was being sent than the awards. Okay. Which is both. Good and bad. I mean, I, I don't, I, I have, a, I'm very neutral on that. I don't, I think I, if it were that way every year, I think people would stop watching. I'm not going to lie. I came, um, I watched moments and then there was some wonderful spread, like a wonderful buffet. <laughs> Food. <laughs> and also that's where all the celebrities are. And so between the bar and, um, you know, then the beautiful layout of the delicious decadent food, <laughs> I missed a couple parts. So, but I, you know, I mean, I, it was a great show, but I guess what I said is like I'm, I meant like the focal point. It would have been nice for the performances, and I love the three billboards movie. Did you see that yet? Yeah, I did. Didn't like it. I didn't not like it, but there were other movies that I thought were better. I have to say, I love Frances McDormand. Just generally, I was happy to see her win, and I was having a conversation with my mother uh, recently where I was saying, in my in my mind, like Frances McDormand is one of those people that is. She's a great role model because perhaps she's had some work done, but as far as I can tell, she, it's so minimal. Totally. And she's just so herself and authentic, yes. and she's so strong, and uh, just this is her, and she's aging gracefully because I worry yeah. about young women who are seeing these older women who look like Barbie dolls, and they're just like plastic. And if you're getting older, I had a 26-year-old recently like breaking down in tears because she saw uh, she had a lot of other things going on and she was upset about, but in the middle of it, she's like making it worse for herself by saying she was, she'd seen some little wrinkles and she's 20. She's a beautiful girl. She's very strong, smart. What wrinkles get right. out? Yeah, like, <laughs> and and don't cry. Really not an issue, right? And I've got even though she was across the room, I've got Baby. great farsight. Yeah. Uh, so this. I've seen some haggard 26-year-olds that look like they've had a hard life. Yeah, like they've had a hard life. Uh This is not one of those those young women. Um, God, but the pressure for these girls to be perfect. And when you're looking and you're you're seeing an 80-year-old woman who has the skin, you know, looks like she's got the skin of a 20-year-old because of everything, that it becomes an impossible Chris Jenner just got a whole bunch of work, it looks like, done. I think they said that. She is tight. Girl, she is tight. (laughs) She was American. I wish you could all see Wendy's face. It's just getting very, like, she's making a face, and it looks very, very tight. Yeah. And, you know, uh, this is another show we can do, but there is research on attachment that shows that mothers and babies that bond when the mother has had tons of plastic surgery or a lot of Botox and fillers, they can't move their face. So the attachment of reflecting back emotion, um, the babies are also kind of reflecting that same frozen look. That makes and, a and lot of sense. It also triggers neglect because they don't know how to feel because there's no baseline of high or, you know, mad or sad because they can't move their face. There's a whole thing. There's a whole bunch of good articles about that. 
I think we should definitely talk about that because that's um, that's fascinating. Yeah, and it makes sense. It makes sense that that would be a thing because there's so much need for mirroring, especially with infants and and young people. Yeah, Uh, there was a la ha ha to Botox in the room yesterday. (laughs) Boobs, butts. Yeah, and and so aesthetically, I understand, and I and I. Some of these women look beautiful, and it's not a judgment thing. I understand it's a pressure. It's all you know. It's a collective thing, and at a certain point, it does become like everybody expects me to look like this. If I stopped, it's going to go another direction. I'm no longer going to get roles. I'm no longer you know, and or the fear of that. Oh so. yeah, and I love what you said, Francis McDormand. She she is aging in such a natural way. It's so um, refreshing. Yeah, and she, yeah, she's and she takes those grungy things. She doesn't give a shit about what, what you know. She just grabs hold of those really creepy roles. It's you know, the yeah. grungy the better for her. She's just amazing. I, I love her work. Yeah, I want to also tell you this has nothing to do with anything. Going back to the diva, clearly I have some yeah. unresolved issues about this lady who would not take a picture with me. <laughs> I'm perseverating and ruminating over it. But and I want to. You will to... tell me when we're done recording. Oh, that yeah. Was. Yeah, I actually, yeah. So, you know, so when I asked her and she said she didn't want to take a picture, that was fine. It's fine. But here's the thing she was alone so many times. Like, it, people felt her energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost like it was in my path, like the universe or God, higher power, whatever you believe, crystals, Buddha. Um, it, it just, it was like, I ran into her all the time in the bathroom and at the bar and at the buffet and wherever she was, um, it, it, she was standing next to me and didn't pay attention to anyone. She was kind of like in her own bubble, but it was so sad because it's fine if you don't want to talk to anybody, but like, there's something deeply lonely. It mm-hmm. was like very sad that, that at least be humanistic, like, you know, she's... She's not gotten roles for a long time, let's just say. And she was very, very big at one time. And so I can only imagine the egos mm-hmm. and uh, that you're not number one anymore. You know, you're on a pedestal and then you drop. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and But also, like you're saying, not giving back to and and this is a this is an interesting thing and and i i would love to have my friend diane come in to talk to us about this kind of dynamic that you're describing that you know that there is a symbiotic relationship between celebrity and people you know and and every everybody else right um and some people some celebrities i think are disconnected from that because it's like you're describing like they isolate themselves to protect themselves or or maybe they're sad in some way or they're um they're maybe there's social anxiety maybe there is maybe there you know maybe there's mental illness there could be all kinds yeah of they have to be on. mentally ill to not take a picture with me right <laughs> I have to like. I'm with you. Them. I agree. Uh, she was so pretty. It would have been a nice picture, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and and that they feel like they don't owe people that. Okay, fine. Um, it, it's okay. So there's this amazing show on. Uh, it is testosterone fueled to a degree, but not too much because they're older. Uh, there's this great show that's on. It's a second season, and I don't know if they'll do a third. I hope they do, but called Better Late Than Never. Okay. Which is, it's a reality show with, I, I think I've mentioned it before, Henry Winkler, Terry Bradshaw, William Shatner, uh, George Foreman, and this guy who I think won 
last comic standing and he's this young dude who's kind of there to help them with things um and they they go first season they went to all these asian countries uh-huh. uh and this year they're in europe and it's they're like adventures at these ages in their <laughs> mid to late 70s all the way to their mid 80s uh having these adventures together for the first time. And William, Wait, isn't that a movie too? Or no? It was There movie. are movies that are like that, but this is this is a reality show huh. of these these personalities too, yeah. right? These actors who were like, you know, you've got the Fonz, yeah. you've got Captain Kirk, you've uh-huh. got a heavyweight champion, you've got a famous quarterback. It's hilarious. And that these personalities are so different and they're it's interesting, right? And it's beautiful to watch because yes, there's testosterone involved, but there's also as we know when we get older, things even out, right? So men are more estrogen driven and women are more testosterone driven and we all ah, start to look yes, alike a yes, little bit as we get older. Uh, and they have these beautiful moments. But the reason I bring it up, besides, you know, aging gracefully and all of that, uh, is William Shatner does not take selfies. He does not he does not take pictures with people and he makes a big deal about it because um he's he a bit said, tight. Yes. He's had a little bit of work, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, but I didn't know that. He doesn't take pictures? Yeah. So, And his his whole thing is that when, or, or do autographs or things like that, but you know, on the rare occasion, so, so I don't want to say never, but on the rare occasion that he does, they're worth more. You know, they have more value. It's, it's more special. Uh, and so that's how he sees it. And at, they, were a, they were a top, some high point in the Alps. And it's just this majestic moment in view. And there was somebody up there who wanted to have their picture taken with them. And the rest of the guys sort of pressured him, but he finally did. And he did. And it was this really special moment and place, but there they were in Europe ah. on the other, you know, on the other side of the world, on the top of the world. In a this, hallmark moment, I yeah. call it, like a Kodak moment. Yeah, yeah, where, you know, you could see, I think where they were standing, you could see four different countries, oh, like, gosh. and the Alps. It was just gorgeous, even just watching it on TV. Girl, that lady would not, I'm sure, if I was in that situation, I'm just saying to you, that actress would still fucking not take a picture with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hurt my feelings but yeah <laughs> but that's so, yeah then if you're out there take a picture with dr Wouldn't wendy it, so so let's go back to let me tell you how stunning angelina jolie was omg she's my girl crush she's- can i tell you stunning soft gracious Like, that actress that wouldn't take a picture with me, I'm just saying to you, like, you wish, okay? Like, you wish. Angelina was, like, I don't know her personally, but, like, very lovely to everyone. She was smiling. And her son, Maddox, I think it is, he was, like, such a handsome gentleman. He was, like, escorting her. He looked on point with the tux. I mean, just... Just lovely. She was just seemed very nice. And Angelina was in the same room with Jennifer Anderson. Yeah. And, and that was kind of interesting. No drama, really. But Well, I would whatever. hope not at this point. I mean, how many years has it been, right? I mean, I think... I mean, but the tabloids are saying now Jen and 
Brad have been meeting. But Jen's married. She doesn't want, I don't think, anything to do. Who cares? And yeah, maybe they're friends. And and, and also, we should just like, leave, leave them alone. What, why, why do we care? Because it's right. fun. Because yeah. people some sort want of... to see some fucked up drama. Well, and I think that there's a fantasy attached to that, right? So it's like... Uh, Jerry Springer if, shit. If I'm, in, if I'm in a relationship and this is sort of... I'm just speculating. Uh, this is not my personal thoughts, but I'm speculating on how that that whole story could be interpreted. Right, the whole story could be interpreted as this ideal couple that were just like the the it couple, and people aspired to be them were broken up by this you know this harlot, this this dark beauty came in and yeah. threw the whole romance off and. And when that falls apart, everybody wants to see the original it couple come back together because that's a fantasy, right? That the revenge on yeah, it's the dark really typecasting. Woman. Yeah, totally. as opposed to understanding that. I mean, there's there's a couple different ways. I mean, first of all, you know, yes, it affects the other woman, right? Um, so Angelina and Brad getting together, of course, affects Jennifer, and we can have feelings about that and feel in bad a trailer in a movie set. What, Brad. Mr. Mrs. Smith? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mrs. Smith, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, it could be not the, the, but, you know. but we also, we don't know what goes on between behind closed doors and, you know, and everybody's a pain in the ass in, in reality at times to live with. And they had their issues, I'm sure. And he's the one who had the commitment to her, who, who stepped out, who betrayed that. That's uh, what we know. But who knows? She could be hitting it with somebody. Yeah, but I'm know. saying, but Angelina Jolie isn't the one who cheated on Jennifer Aniston. I'm not saying that she did that she did a sister. The Lady's a Tramp. That's a good yeah. song to put right here. <laughs> right. Because it's too easy to blame her and go, you know yeah. what? But she And like saying, not... I want to see a girl fight yeah. on the red carpet, you know? Anyone. Like, yeah. Anyway, she looked beautiful last night, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, they both did. And so did Jennifer Aniston. Uh, although. Granted, I, you know, full disclosure, Angelina's more my type. And did you see how cute that was with Carol Burnett, Burnett and everything? That was yeah. a really funny. I love Carol Burnett. Jenna Anderson reminds me of I Love Lucy. She's kind of quirky and goofy. She's a loopy. Yeah. Like that character she plays. I don't know that she's really that loopy in real yeah. life at all. Actually, I don't think she is. Uh, Tom worked on, you know, that uh, Lifetime show Five. Uh, they've done different series of it where it's like different women directors direct oh. different stories about women. Yes. I don't think he edited one with Jennifer Aniston uh, directing, but I know that she was a producer and she was really nice and smart. And oh, I'm sure. On top of it. So yeah. you know, she plays loopy characters. You okay. know, I think of Rachel on Friends as being kind of loopy. Uh-huh. Um, so, so now. Wait, if- do you think Trump watched the Golden Globes last night? don't know oh i think yes you think yes make sure because he's so you know into himself i think he wanted to see, see if anybody was talking about it oh yeah but and that's why i think maybe your uh maybe your observation that nobody was really talking about him maybe that's part of it too because uh he was not the message that they wanted to send last night well he's just an easy target come on like we've you know, we've seen him. We've 2018, him. we already know we're done with him. We need to get, we need to move oh, on. Oh, bra. Oh, <laughs> So if 2018 is the year of change, uh, what do you think, uh, what do you think we can tell people how c- to help them embrace that change? Why do you think people avoid change? I think it's just, um, 
people don't want to be different. They don't want to step out of the shadows. They, um, I think risking is still very scary for people. And I think people care too much about the audience. And I always say that, you know, fuck the audience. That's one of my sayings. Not you all, obviously. Not the people that love our shows and YouTubes and everything. But, you know, just you can't worry about what people think. And, you know, for one person to stay silent because they need that job for whatever reason, it's not for us to judge, you know. Um, But... You know, for another person like Rose McGowan to be outspoken and, you know, uh, you know, she gets judged, too, because she's a loudmouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so but for whatever it is, someone risked and they changed the conversation. And that's such a wonderful thing. And so I think early intervention is wonderful. And I mean early intervention, like we're talking going back to let's think about the Botox in our face and attachment with babies. Yeah. You know, and how we view, that's a conversation I often have with uh, young kids, whether they're six, usually starting seven, eight, nine. Tell me about your relationship with your dad. What do you see? How is this, you know, how, how does he? With both genders? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I always say, tell me about your dad and tell me about your mom. But a girl to a father is a little different, you know? No, I, it, they get, you know, how does he treat women? And how does he treat you? Is it mixed messages? Is it the same? You know, on the outs? The out, outs sorry, I've been watching too much Locked Up. I love my prison shows. Um, on the outs. I hate them. I hate the prison shows. It's so funny. I love Scared Straight. That shit's funny. Uh. With the teens, have you seen that? Uh, no. Oh God, they take the really hardcore, gangy, difficult acting out kids, and they put jumpsuits on them and they shove them behind the prison, and the pr- they let the prisoners go, and they get up in their face. Oh, sorry, I just got excited. Oh yeah, she's so happy talking about it. I love it. I think if one of my locked up people uh-huh. was on the red carpet, I could have been really forgetting excited. that other actress that wouldn't give me a picture. Anyway. Um, so you talk to both genders about their relationships yeah, with their parents. I start early, early yeah. intervention. What, what, you know, and, and how does your father maneuver in the world in a professional way, personal way towards family? It matters. Yes, it's a lot of, you know, pressure for a man to be perfect, but it's for us to say, do you like it or you don't? Right. You know, better, you know, like you get your eyes checked, better or worse, better or worse. Right. <laughs> the different lenses. In front. <laughs> yeah. how, how about this? How about now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, to build on that, that there's, I mean, change is inevitable, right? So it's things are going to change whether we like like it or not. And one of the things I try to talk to people about as well is, what's, what's the right word here, is uh, creating your own change, is being being the person driving the car of your life, you know, as opposed to just waiting for other people to kind of move it. Yeah. Waiting for, for permission. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to, we, we have a choice, right? So it's, it's all about choices. You can sit and wait for life to happen to you or you can make life happen. And for me personally, there's a little bit of uh, constant juggling with this idea because I also feel that there is merit and, um, 
there's something very really positive about as we've talked about before detaching from outcome and not pushing the river letting it flow see what comes towards you but at the same time total inertness also can invite victimization um and uh settling uh and this um this lack of your own volition if you're just sort of like well Passive. this always happens to me Passivity. you know it becomes yeah it becomes almost like you just become like eeyore well i guess whatever's gonna happen you know yeah 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 and yeah. and so it's trying to strike that balance between not pushing too hard and force yourself into things that are unrealistic or unhealthy for you uh, but at the same time, not to just be a lump and a target and something that things, somebody who things happen to, as opposed to somebody who makes things happen. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's at the root of where all our existential anxiety comes from mm -hmm. about this business of life and living and the whole fuck the audience thing is very much a part of that in terms of at the end of your life if you're That's looking right. back yep what are you going to wish you had done yep and uh and are you going to be okay with those choices totally and it's fine if you and it's also fine if you do decide that like you know what i'm just i am going to kick back and let other people see. but then you need to recognize that and and own that and not be upset about it you know it doesn't the, turn out the way you want it and how many women something i'm just sticking to women right now but it, it could be for anybody how many women something has happened is sexual harassment or sexual abuse or some inappropriate um experience and decided to not speak up because for whatever reason the sting doesn't hurt anymore or they want to focus on the future or moving forward it doesn't mean everybody has to be an activist either so yeah. you can't get you know um, punished for not coming forth, and so that's a lot of what happened on Twitter today, which is like every woman should have called out their abuser and this and that, and <sighs> it's just I think the show again going back to the Golden Globes, not because it's my dad, but it was a very powerful shift in in what's happening in the world and starting this 2018 year was they did it beautifully and elegantly just to focus on you know not only just the actors and the shows but that message and how many little girls are going to look at the show and go mommy why is everybody wearing black what are those little pins times up do you even imagine the power of what is that going to open up for a new discussion for the younger generation it's incredible yeah Absolutely, it's a it's a new conversation and um, or new direction in in an ongoing conversation. And I think for all the reasons you just said, it's a, it could be a really positive thing for for uh, young women and men and young you know girls and boys and how we're raising them in the world that we're giving them. And it's not going to be solved overnight. It's not going to be solved with an award show. But I I have to commend them for giving of uh, taking the platform that they have and giving voice to uh many people who are denied that voice and have been and i have big feelings as you would say about um people who shame people for not coming out or waiting to come out because 
I think, or, and, and people who shame uh, those who are uh, apologizing and taking accountability and saying, well, they're just doing it because they were caught. Well, yes, that may be true. But if they were caught and they said, yeah, whatever, fuck off, I don't care. I totally grabbed her pussy and that was, you know, and I was cool with it. Uh, you know, and they're, you know, and I'm still cool with it and I do it again tomorrow. You know, I mean, what do we, what do you want them to do? So we have to be careful not to paint people into corners. Cause if, if it takes 20 years for somebody to step forward, uh, and like you said, tell their story, I, I mean, I, I just want people to be able to tell their story if it's going to be a positive and helpful thing for them totally. or others. Uh, and, and I also say it's interesting that, um, all the hatred that is happening on social media, I was trying to pull up a a tweet that I got this morning. And even if people are angry and hostile and say, Oh, you know, this makes me like Trump more. And, you know, all the celebrities are taking, you know, uh, money from all the perverts and blah, blah, blah. You know, even the haters I embrace, because at least we're talking about it. And I wonder how many people, even on the other side, have been tapped by sexual abuse, harassment. Maybe it's evoking and triggering some people that just didn't want to go there. And so I find, you know, because energy is energy. It's like when we work with a couple and if they're a fighting, raging couple, at least they're still connecting and yeah. that sounds crazy They're communicating but... and and there's oh, a yeah. desire to connect yep yep they show up on time for therapy sessions and they do get out and yell and then i'll say uh are you all having sex and they say every night right yeah well, and and if they're embracing it and it's everybody is as you talk about the pseudo mutuality of it uh that's what love looks like to them yeah and that can be changed uh, if they want to change it, but at the same time, it, it's it's not always completely unhealthy. I I get concerned about young people witnessing that stuff, but uh, and obviously people who it's damaging themselves inside. But there are also couples who who fight, resolve it, and move on, and then fight and resolve it, and they you know, and then they are madly in love, even though they are passionate. Uh, what's what I'm like uh I want to say pugilist like uh boxers you know they also can get in the ring and really duke it out yeah duke it out and Mm. if that's how they do it and how they I think a lot of artists too like people with really strong uh personalities in that way you know um egos and narcissism narcissism um that, that that tendency like we all have degrees of that that uh, some people see that as fueling the excitement of their lives and the adventure of their lives. And that's part of the package that they agree upon when they get together. Yeah. It's the physiological responses as well as the emotional and the social and, um, you know, yeah. And obviously, you know, there are lines or boundaries where it becomes abusive and really, you know... And that's a whole talk. Maybe that's one of our, you know, we'll we'll, we'll do a show just straight on domestic violence. Did you see Big Little Lies? I did not yet. Yeah, you should watch it. We should talk about that because that's also something that's an important conversation around that. And it was cool to see that being recognized last night with the show winning the awards. And and the other thing uh, that was striking me is we need to be careful about not dividing ourselves any more in this culture instead of... Yes, we want to hold uh, people accountable 
for bad behaviors, but at the same time, we want to enlist and unite with those others who are um, who are on the same size, regardless of gender or creed or color, all of these things. So, you know, it shouldn't be white women and black women and, and men and women. And there are many men who want to stand with women and support this and they don't know how and they feel like they need to stay out of the way and they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. Uh, and, and they acknowledge that whatever I say, I know it doesn't matter because this isn't about me, uh-huh. but they're trying to figure, but, but if I don't say anything, then somebody's going to be like, why aren't you saying anything? And if you say something, it's like, why are you mansplaining everything to me? Uh, and so, you're never going to win that yeah. way. If you give people what you think they want to hear, you'll never win. That's why it goes back to, I always say Marianne Williamson, you know, and, and her philosophy is there are two emotions, love and fear. Either we're coming from love or we're coming from fear. And there's a lot of fear in this world right now. And um, I'd love that the host of the show last night, to bring it back to the gold, Golden Globes, I thought it was classy the way he started by saying, I asked women around me. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever watched Seth Meyers' late night show, but we'll record it. Sometimes it's on too late for us to watch in real time and then watch it in the morning. Uh and he has a lot of female uh, writers, and he includes them or brings them on to do versions of what he did last night. This, you know, thing jokes he can't tell, um, which I love. And uh, he demonstrates a lot of respect for women. I think he was um, co-head writer of SNL with Tina Fey for a while too, you know, so he's worked with some really strong, funny, talented women. He's not one of these guys in Hollywood who doesn't think women are funny. Uh, As far as I can tell, he does not have that reputation at all. He values, respects, has a voice for that. So yeah, there were a lot of feelings about it being a man hosting this year. uh, But I thought you know, going into that position, knowing that and recognizing that was, I thought he did a great job. Well, and let's be honest, it was Oprah's show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last night was kind of missing the, was it the pussy hats? You know, I mean, there was like a lot of feminine power in that room and yep. being exercised and every man nominated looked a little uncomfortable huh? and yeah. almost looked like if I don't win this year, it's not going to be a bad thing. Cause I'm terrified of saying uh, the wrong thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They all had that look. That's funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm glad that the women didn't go up there and call out their accusers. There was no bashing and it was just an elegant, classy evening. Yeah. I enjoyed it except for that actress who wouldn't take a picture. <laughs> but other than that, I'm fine. So, um, changes, for the new year, I mean, people are always going to fear change. Uh, I just want you to embrace it. I want people to embrace it as much as possible and try to make it as positive as possible. And take always, risks. Yeah. Speak your truth and encourage people around you to trust themselves and to, uh, I can't help but say an Oprah statement, but like live your best self. Yeah. You know? Um it's a very empowering time right now. And I think people are starting to feel a little bit hopeful about stronger voices and respect 
and change in this world. And we haven't had that in a really long time. Last year sucked. And, and that. here's the thing. And in agreeing with you, we haven't had that in a really long time. And it's really been like a, a little over a year that we have, we haven't had that. And I think, cause I think we had a lot of hope before the election thinking we were going to have our first female president. Uh, but wah, that wah. said, <laughs> it's been a really long time because last year feels like one of the longest years ever. I mean, last year feels like decades. I mean, it was, it Barack was an bought, exhausting year. Yeah, Barack Obama bought hope and inspiration and his speeches were eloquent and, and, and inspiring and our, our stature on the world yeah. stage. We, he was respected. Humanistic. Yeah. Touchable, tangible. Yeah, the the first family was relatable. Totally. Uh, yeah. And it felt like uh, possibility. Like Wait, good you can't felt possible. relate to Ivanka, Jenny? <laughs> the girl does a good shoe. Can I just say, everybody hates that I say that, but you she does. love Ivanka's shoes. She's got some cute shoes. Do she you should have, have stuck any... to the shoes. <laughs> really? I, I love that in Fire and Fury, somebody says she's, what is it, dumb as a brick? Or, yeah, she's not... Yeah, and we'll Ouch. see. Maybe there's. Um, I mean, do you think that the Democratic Party or any party is going to miss an opportunity or 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 fail if they don't nominate a, a woman in 2020 for president? Do you feel like that's will uh, it have a backfire? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like that's something that needs to happen? Yeah, it's needed to happen for a very long time. I mean, I, you know, it's still the good old boys club and it's never going to, you know, there's a there's a, a part that will just never, ever change. But we can go around it. We can go above it. We can dig a hole like El Chapo. <laughs> we can El Chapo the motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a great. OK, sorry. Tangential. Yeah. A great um, Netflix on El Chapo. It's Chapo. Chapo? El Chapo. Um, it's uh, uh, the whole thing with the actress. And is it a mini him. series or is it a with, documentary? It's a documentary on her and who is the actor? Uh, Sean Penn. And they get that interview for Rolling Stone. Oh my God. I highly recommend it. I mean, I just... I know my father has, has seen it, but uh, really good. Uh, what we have not yet. So. Yeah. I highly suggest like, you know, get a Mexican theme going and just have some chips and salsa and uh, just... I mean, I love Mexican food anyway. I shouldn't say that Any that's... excuse you can to get have... Mexican food oh and watch God. El Chapo. Oh, it was a really good documentary and you just... I don't know. But anyway, building a tunnel underneath <laughs> is what made me think of El Chapo. See, I can link them up. I, yeah, I get it. I, I follow. I totally follow. So I also want to just say is like going along with what, what Oprah said about like our better selves trying to be, you know, our better versions of ourselves. Also, like change doesn't happen overnight, even though to others it may suddenly appear that way. I think we recognize change overnight, but the change itself doesn't. Just like in Hollywood, there's no overnight sensations. There are very few, you know, I mean... I, if ever, where somebody's really walking down the street and the next day they're somehow a superstar. That does not happen. People, we, we look at it like they came out of nowhere, but then you look at their IMDb page or something, maybe they were doing stage for years or they were in commercials or, you know, they've been hoofing it. They were doing voiceovers. They were struggling to make ends meet for a long time, but somehow they are like an overnight success. Yeah. So success doesn't happen overnight. That is also a fantasy. And so every little change we can make towards a bigger change is still 
positive can still be positive change. And uh, I think that that's something, you know, you may want to lose 20 pounds this year, but if you don't lose it by the end of January, don't say, well, fuck it. You know, I mean, if you've still lost a pound by the end of January, that's still a pound. If you lost a pound every month, you'll end up losing 12 pounds this year. And that's, you know, that's, that's significant. Maybe it's not the 20 pounds you set out, but you can't disregard that 12. You know what I'm saying? I do, but maybe it's not about that as much as go through your closet and donate to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> And get rid of 20 pounds of clothing? What are you... I'm just saying for one person, it can be the weight thing and you can get fixated and stuck on that as opposed to that that question of whether it's weight or anything, what else can I do for this world? That yes, is my goal. Yes, that is okay. my dream. That's Get out of yeah. your head. And so, you, so, so you're saying that the, the change or goal that I was pointing out was something kind of superficial and you're, you're no. pointing out something deeper and more no, no, meaningful. No, no. no I, I, I think, think you're right though. Same. I think it's more... Well, actually, I think that... The getting outside of ourselves and my example, I think, was a little <laughs> bit too, like, too cliche. I'm actually thinking, you know, you're right. I think that we should be thinking outside of ourselves. And if we are thinking, if, if we are out there and doing volunteer work, we're less likely. We're, oh, oh, shit. This thing uh, uh, just did something. What's wrong? Um, testing one, two, three. That's so funny. I wasn't like saying, Oh, you're talking about weight. Let me talk about world humanitarian efforts. But isn't it true though? I mean, if if I'm thinking more about how to make the world a better place and less about like, you know, what size I am, I'm also more likely to lose weight if I'm really busy and focused outside myself. When we're sitting at home and like, Yes. Focused on what's on Netflix and what's in my refrigerator, which is really, you know, I admittedly like an awesome night for me. Um, that that is more likely to (laughs) (laughs) help me pack on the pounds. Wait, humanitarian. Yeah. (laughs) No, but uh so as you were just talking about the weight stuff and you know blah 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 i was flashing back again to last night justin timberlake is really tall this is another thing i want to really? say well, jessica beale was in the restaurant the restroom in line really tall too, isn't she? she is really tall but like stunning a bit thin she could eat a hamburger or two yeah. i think she's vegan so maybe a vegan burger i don't know but she was stunning and so likable and friendly and kind and everything and um and I'm thinking about such pressure, whether you're a celebrity or just, you know, plain old us that, you know, embrace this new year and yeah. and just come from love and get out of your head and focus on what else needs to be done in this world. Yeah. You know? On that, I also want to say what came up for me when you're saying that in embracing the change like embracing the change too, that there will be a time maybe possibly where you will never get back into a certain piece of clothing or a certain size. And that's okay too. That is all right. You know, I fuck that size. Sometimes we're not, you know, no, because when we grow and we change and we age and and other stressors, the shapes of their bodies, just be healthy, be healthy, be healthy and be your best self. You know, if you're not thrilled about something, take a deep breath. I always say, go back to your nuts and bolts. (laughs) This is a fitness show now. (laughs) Drink some, drink some, one of the, programs that i have gone to in the past i would go and get weighed in and every week we'd get weighed in my dad and i did weight watchers we did jenna craig we did lindora we did everything um just for a few pounds or whatever and every week 
I would, you know, it was like going to a priest confession. I ate pizza and hot dogs and cookies and and then we'd get on the scale, we'd gain, and they go, don't worry, don't worry, just drink water with lemon. Water with lemon. I was like, you know. So what I say is nuts and bolts, you know. Surround yourself with good friends, good food, good family. Like, really make life matter. It's about connection. It's not, you know, if you're a workaholic, maybe you think... Am I really connecting with everyone I need to? If this was the last day of life, hopefully it's not, but if it is, you know, what? how would I spend it? Because those those bills can wait. You know, the, the, the work day can wait or, you know, mopping the floor, um, you know, that extra pound or two, like everything can wait. Like meaning, purpose, and passion. Well, one of the things I was thinking from, I was just jotting down a few notes to talk about today something in the new year that I would like to change for myself and I realized this in the past week was I want to spend more time with my godchildren last year was really really busy for me and I didn't get to spend much time with them and they're now 13 and 9 they're going to be 14 and 10 this year and I'm not even their parent and it goes by so fast and we just had them here and they're so lovely and fun and they're not going to be these these ages forever and um and that's something that i actively want to uh improve in some way it doesn't have to be i'm going to see them every week you know <laughs> yeah. or like i'm going to talk to them every day but i definitely want to amp that up a little bit tap more. their soul i say <laughs> You know, I'm going to tap your soul. <laughs> I don't mean like tap like that. I mean like no, no, tap your no. soul. Touch like no. touch like an you know. No, like... I was thinking like Dementors from Harry Potter. Like oh, oh did they say that? Oh, it's like that's it's like tapping your soul. There, it's like the darkness. Do they say tap your soul? I don't know that. Thing oh, too, okay. I didn't no, know if that was no, a line or no. something because usually that's my line. Okay, well that's your line. All right, well I'll let JK Rowling yeah. know if there's any. <laughs> it's my line. Um, yeah, but yeah, just things like, I love that. that. And I have a new God, goddaughter too. And so, um, she's not even one yet, Lily rain. And, um, I, she's on my Instagram and she's lovely and, uh, you know, they're getting her in the first year regulated and everything. So, um, so it's hard, but you're right. Move heaven and earth to make those relationships matter because in the end, I always look about, you know, think about a rocking chair and a sitting there and looking back at the path you and me sitting there like this yeah we're walking <laughs> like, jenny with no teeth we got no teeth we're so just, what do you do what's your relationship with your dentures we're just talking about we're talking about tell me about giving time. all sex with no teeth in okay that's yeah. another show <laughs> that's another show no kink is wrong no kink so at the end of last year, I don't remember whether it was November or December, um, <laughs> but uh, when David Cassidy passed away, oh, loved him. This really struck me, and uh, and it comes up in my head more than I I thought. I don't know whether I read it or whether I saw somebody reporting on it, but apparently his last words were "so much time wasted." Yes, and I, you know I thought, "Fuck, man, what?" Excellent last words, yep. right? I mean, excellent in terms of the impact that they are having on a total stranger, yeah. me. Yep. Um, but also not excellent that that's that was going through his mind at that time. Like I, I don't want to be about to go and say so much time wasted. Um, so unless you were high, 
But <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but even like uh, if I'm if I'm high and chilling out, was that towards a pro- was, that's not necessarily wasting time <laughs> if you're regenerating, if you're relaxing. It's wasting time if you never do anything but that. Yeah. Or if it doesn't lead to some positive action. It's like meditation to some people might seem like wasted time. But it's actually not. It's actually a way of gaining time in the long run because you're training your brain to just sit and be. So you're God, God, uh, dot, your God children. Uh huh. That's one of your goals. My goal as well. I'm swooping that because I just thought, go for it. Yeah. But also meditation. In January, I really started to meditate a little bit more, and it's really lovely. (laughs) It's rejuvenation. It's inspiration. And sometimes it's moving heaven and earth, but you know, it used to be like, oh, this is so boring and I can't sit still and blah, blah, blah. But then when you just learn to just sit and be, there is a certain kind of peace that is um, really lovely. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah. It's like you can't get it anywhere else. And it's the chatter of the world kind of simmer downs. Yeah, and you get a better you get a better sense of what you want, uh, and you can hear your authentic self more clearly. You can filter out all that noise that you're talking about, and uh, and that actress and and that actress who wouldn't take the picture, you know. And you can send her love. Yes, yeah, love and release. I, I when I meditate, a lot of times I will just really be actively trying to feel that feeling of peace and then when i will find myself too active in that uh i have to let go of that as well but that i will use that idea of peace and love to kind of come back and filter out whatever Mm. negative shit might be trying to detox yeah trying to tempt me but you know just even just not even not even setting an intention for the for the meditation other than just to be and to smell the, the smells around, like the rain outside right now, I'm sure oh, it smells beautiful. excellent. Yeah. Uh, and the feel of the carpet or, you know. The, Listening to your breath. Yeah, the tick of the clock. The trees rustling <laughs> outside right, the window. Like, <laughs> the crack of the floor. <laughs> but yeah, we're joking around, but absolutely, yes, yes. The underwear going up the crack of your ass. <sighs> Yes, uh, the gas bubble in your tummy. The worst, the worst is when, or the worst, or maybe it's the best because it's an important lesson. Is when like I start to have an itch, you know, when I'm meditating, and you know, and then suddenly it's so distracting, and it's I'm just like I've got a choice here. I can either scratch that itch and stop this, or I can like keep on like I have to. That's a good name for a book. Itch. Scratch that itch. Scratch that itch. Boo mm-hmm. you. Do yeah. you or do you not? People would do things differently. And some and sometimes you should scratch that itch and sometimes you should just not. Just let it yeah. just just feel it. Sometimes you are just aggravating you are just removing a scab. And let it go. That's right. Yeah. Don't push the river. But as I say to my father, who says that, I also say, you also don't have to tie rocks to your ankles and sink to the bottom as well, you know, in that river. You don't have to, like, refuse to move. I'm not going to push that river, but I'm not fucking going with it either, you know? Yeah. Yep. You just have to uh, accept what's coming, the flow. 
Namaste. Namaste. All right. So happy 2018. Happy Jenny. 2018. And so, so great for you guys to listen to us. And we really appreciate it. Like, subscribe, share. And please send us any topics of interest. Um, Dream journal exercise. Yeah. Goodbye 2017. But we're kind of done and, with and, that. And how about hello 2018? Yeah. yeah. yeah Did hello. you see my YouTube? video that's what i say oh there you go yeah you quoted me and you didn't even know i didn't even know i quoted you right back to you 2018 and get ready for 2020 oprah (laughs) (laughs) i love it you know i got some hope yeah and we need it we've well i guess there's just the e in there i was gonna say is it you can't spell hope without oprah or you can't spell oprah without hope but what well, you've got an H and an O and a P. You just don't have an E in Oprah. Never mind. Oh. It's a little bit of it's not, not making oh. it. Um, so thanks, as Wendy said, thanks again for <laughs> listening to us and subscribe and like us. and find- Don't forget, tweet us, Instagram us. Yeah. Else? Email yeah. us. You can email the show at relationshipshowla at gmail.com. Or- do you check that, by the way? I do. Oh, okay. I, I do. And uh, regularly. <laughs> and I correspond with different possible hosts or, hey. or not hosts, uh, guests on that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Nice. Um, so... You can find me on Twitter at, at Jenny JV Wilson. I'm on Instagram at the Preppy Rebel. Email is Jennifer JV Wilson at gmail.com. And my website is Jenny JV Wilson.com. We're both on Facebook. I'm at Jenny JV Wilson. We're at Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Associates. Yes. And Wendy can be found on my Twitter at AskDRWendy. At my Instagram, I am Dr. Wendy. At my website, spelled out Dr. D O C T O R, Wendy And my email, Dr. Wendy O'Connor at gmail.com. And please call us. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we are definitely here to listen to your voices. And it's such a pleasure to be doing this show. We're really, I'm really grateful that we are able to move heaven and earth to make this happen. Yeah, we're going to try to do more episodes this year. There's a lot of things uh, that we want to do. A lot of people we want to talk to. And last year, while I was going through the licensing process. Yay! Taking I the could. test. Yeah, that really sucked up a lot of time and energy. Yeah. And uh this is really, this is another one of my 2018 goals. Spend more time with the godchildren. Yes. <laughs> now I'm beginning to feel like I'm in that Saturday Night Live sketch with uh, Steve Martin. The peace on earth. May all children get together, yeah. hold hands and singing. Uh, and then a million dollars. So the other thing that I, I think 2018 is going to be about for me is about this, this podcast and, and trying to do more with it, bring more to our listeners and, um, you know, try to expand it for ourselves. Go global or go home. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing though. It's like, we're talking about change and small changes. You know, um, people might say like, well, I don't want to do that because nobody's going to listen. Well, you know what? Nobody may have listened to the first couple of episodes, but people who knew us, but then it begins to build and it's snowballing and we are jumping off by the way. We have more followers. We have more listeners all the time, more downloads. People are sharing. They're sharing. Yep. It's, uh, it's so exciting and fun and uh, check us out on our YouTube, Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Associates, just yeah. rapping like we do on our show. Yeah, and we're on, uh, so the show obviously is on iTunes and Google Play and Podbean, and maybe we'll expand that. I don't know. I know there's lots of other platforms. There's all kinds of things. We've been just sort of 
flying by the seat of our pants here and trying to Aww. bring you things that are interesting and helpful. And that's really important to us both to give back in that way because we know that everybody doesn't have access to the same resources and maybe you're not ready and maybe you just want a distraction and something fun. So um, as Wendy said, we are here. We want to hear from you guys if you've got any uh, suggestions of things that you'd like to hear us talk about. And as always, I would love to say, stay open for 2018 Oprah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love her. And to that actress, I love and release you. I'm letting it go. I'm done. I Tell love and what. release that. Maybe she was afraid you were going to release that selfie. Maybe she doesn't take good. And nobody wanted it anyway because you were alone like the whole show. I'm just oh, saying. And I don't so wish sad. that. That's really sad. You know? Right. Well, I mean, if you just keep saying no. I wanted to go up mm-hmm. again, but, you know, like I don't want to be a like, stalker. How about now? What about but, now? Well, she was alone. <laughs> she was alone like the whole time and she was just kind of like looking like can somebody tell me I'm pretty but like if I come oh. up to tell you you look pretty you shoot me down and I don't want to get rejected again and again I don't mind it you know what I mean because I'm like I don't care because you're Teflon but I don't want to be like Teflon strong stalker, you know because that would be weird anyway well because it's a, you know it's sort of like we would say somebody who was chasing <laughs> after somebody wasn't interested in them it's like at a certain point it's like you don't recognize quality people who <laughs> Like who you're really like you know, girl? You girl, do not know what you, you missed. You do not know. Yeah, you're the fucking fabulous Dr. Wendy. You're lucky if you get an yeah. autograph from me <laughs> and a selfie from me. That's right. So maybe this year, maybe next year, maybe ten years, we will be overnight sensations. Oh, but we're yes. going to keep doing this. And then one day somebody will be like, oh, man, that they, they just came out of the blue. Where'd they come from? They already, you know what? If you put out, and this is my last thing, you know, authenticity and just honesty and love, you're going to get it back. And we already do. There you go. See? Be as authentically yourself as you can possibly stand. Stay open. Happy 2018. Happy 2018. Happy 2018. Yay! That's the end of this. Let's hope that one spot didn't get. Are people looking for something new? I'm gonna make a summer changes too. The guy I loved has gone away. I'm gonna make a, a, a change today. Ooh, there'll be a change in the weather and a change in the sea. From now on, there'll be a change in me My walker will be different, my talk and my name Nothing about me's gonna be the same Change my way of living, man, if that ain't enough I'm gonna change the way I strap my stuff Cause nobody wants you when you're holding gray There'll be some changes made today There'll be some changes made I'm going to tap your soul. <laughs> no kink is wrong. No kink.